0: All right, here we are. Another episode of southard Shoots, solo episode. It's June 7th. <sighs> Got a couple stories for you guys. True story today. Well, these are all true stories, but I, I just like prefacing that. True story today. Um, you know, my occupation is sales. And I was calling into this... Um, institution that I was trying to introduce myself to get my name in. And um, I find that salespeople salespeople like to help other salespeople I feel. And those are easier, easy. It's easier to get information about the account about the institution about the uh, fein than anybody else in the organization. You know why? Because we have to deal with shit that nobody else deals with on a daily basis. We have, I would argue, the hardest job in the world. So I was calling this other sales guy and giving me loads of information, funny story. So we're we're, we're jiving, we're having a good conversation, we're making jokes, yada, yada, yada. It seems like to be a good guy. And uh, about mid conversation, homeboy, uh, I'm calling the office line, right? And I, I can, you know dial the extension, get the sales department, get Jeff on the line. Jeff, you know, we're we're driving. And Jeff uh mm-hmm. Jeff gets a a notification on his cell phone, an amber alert. And you know the amber alert's like you know, kinda like a you know, if you're from the Midwest, like a tornado warning, you know, one of those. Same thing. Well, Jeff literally Just stop the conversation, so disgusted, just give the biggest sigh I've ever, just and says, is there any way to turn these off? (laughs) That's like a crime against humanity, man, you can't do that. Anyways, I got a broken lung, let's get into it. Had Had a broken lung, here we go. When it gets cold outside and you got nobody to love You lot us down on me when I say There's no way we're gonna give up And like a little cries in my face i a monster that lives in a dream Is there anyone out there Cause it was hard as a mofo to breathe Dude hard not gonna lie had a collapsed lung I'm 29 years old what the hell's going on had a damn collapsed lung on my right side kind of scary not gonna lie it's pretty scary let me tell you how how this all came about so uh, I play in a Tuesday night basketball league every Tuesday here in Austin and it's going well you know I I'm not very active anymore. I used to be, you know, I used to, up until about three years ago, I've been active basically my whole damn life. But ever since I graduated college, quit playing college basketball again, you know, I just, college sports again. And I just kind of haven't really got, I just don't, I don't know, it's not, a, it's not a priority to me anymore to really stay active. And it shows now, I think. But Tuesday night, play a game, wake up Wednesday. I was normal soreness, you know, the whole lower back, the hips, the thighs. Um, You know, I had a bruise on my arm, you know, because I'm trying to block somebody out for a rebound. You know, the, the normal stuff, right? You know, because I'm soft now. I don't, you know, I'm just a big skinny fat ass now. and. So I wake up Wednesday, and you know, just normal soreness, yada yada yada. And then I wake up, you know, go through the whole thing. Wake up Thursday, and I'm like, man, my I just feel like I'm um, my back is out. I thought I had like a rib out of place, you know, because I'm like I'm just got like this little knot, you know, and I'm trying to figure it out. I feel like I got a rib out of place because it's kind of hard for me to get a deep breath. So I get on one of these foam rollers, you know. I still have one of those. I'm, I guess that can, you know, you can buy your way into looking like an athlete so I got one of those and um you know I was rolling out a little bit but after I got up from that everything just literally almost shut down on my right side my shoulder got real tight I felt it it like in my neck you know kind of shooting up into my neck um my front of my ribs were real sore uh, it was hard to get a deep breath. I thought I was having a damn stroke. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Well, that lasted about 10, 15, 20 minutes max. And I was fine. And you know, I was still a little bit, I was like, wow, something's out of place here. Um, but I can, f- you know, I'm finished the work day. You know, this is on a Thursday. So, I, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday came around. No, Sunday came around and, um, I've still felt the same, you know, nothing really got better or worse, but it was just hard to get a deep breath. And, um, and I could just, feel I could feel like a rib without a place. And so I called my chiropractor in Oklahoma city role. I mean, not a, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's world renowned, but he's like really, he's nationally known. That's for sure. He's like one of the best in the business. And um, Dr. Tim Young in Oklahoma City. And I called uh, called Dr. Young's office. I said, hey, I'm not living in the Oklahoma City metro area anymore. I've moved to Austin. You know, I've been a patient there since I was like in eighth grade. Do you have a referral for down here in Austin? Yes. The guy gets back to me, 15 minutes, says, go to this guy. All right, sweet. So I go to him, and he... You know adjust he's like yeah you got a rib ribs out so he adjusts it didn't take x-rays because i i didn't really want him to he was like have you had x-rays i said yeah i said but you know it's been a while but you know i I just don't think that's necessary he's like okay we'll we'll keep it simple and so you know he popped it back into place adjusted my neck adjusted my hips you know everything was good i walked out of there i was feeling great like a million bucks about two hours later it kind of just wore like that euphoric feeling I guess when you walk out of an, a chiropractor which by the way if you haven't gone to a chiro like a good one I know there's a lot of a lot of uh, scary shit around those things those, those people are not miracle workers but man they are good they are good I highly suggest going to a good one but I, I felt great walking out of there and yeah but a couple hours later I was like man it's just it's kind of wearing off you know I'm like oh shit I'm feeling feeling pretty shitty so Tuesday, woke up, went through the whole day. I said, because this has happened to my sister. So I called my sister up and I said, hey, what did it feel like when your lung collapsed? She said X, Y, and Z. I said, well, I kind of have those. She said he should go in. So I went into a, uh, what do you call those things? Urgent cares. I went into an urgent care here in Austin and... What a horrible experience! I'm not even. I'm here's the I. I'm kind of lenient on like service because you know I. I've been in that industry, but oh my gosh, this was horrible, horrible. So I walk in and um. They didn't take my insurance, and the lady up, the girl up front, she wasn't a lady. I'm not even gonna give her that, that much credit. She was a girl. She wasn't a lady. She was not nice enough to be a lady. She uh said, Well, we don't take your insurance, so it's gonna be X amount. It was like three hundred bucks. Like you're looking about three hundred bucks and that's due at at like at the end of this appointment. And I said, Fine, do it. Like I need an X ray to see what's going on. Do it. And I just felt like she didn't like the fact that I just said, Yeah, okay, whatever. Just do it. You know, let's just make it happen. You know, so I felt like I got kind of like some catty attitude. But you know, we're off on the wrong foot, but whatever. That's her. That's not the entire organization, right? So fill out the fill out the paperwork, get taken to the back, and the I guess I want to call her like a technician, right? Technician comes in and she another another girl, uh, probably younger than I am, about five five or six years younger than I am, I would say. And she took all my info. She said, you know, what's going on? It was a great conversation. We started talking about, you know, uh, I was like, hey, I got this new dog. His name's Willie. I was showing her pictures. I mean, we were cutting it up. It was a great, great conversation. She leaves. I'm like, all right, this is this is much better than, you know, got off the wrong foot. This is going to be good. So then the doctor walks in. Sweet, sweet, sweet lady. Little Hispanic lady i think hispanic but she, she just awesome personality um walked in i mean when she walked in i was like i'm at ease you know you know when those people can walk in the room and you're like i like this girl i like this lady i like this guy now this person makes me feel comfortable It was one is something like that so she walks in and uh she goes matthew and i said yeah that's me i said well that's what the, you know I, i'm i like to have fun with 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 the doctors and things like that. And I said, Well, that's what they call me. And she said, Well, that's what I'm gonna call you. I said, Okay, that works for me. And she says, So what happened? You ate too much sushi? I'm not kidding you guys. That came out of her mouth. You ate too much sushi. Like what? I I, I got serious at that point, you know, I kind of was like, cut the bullshit. What are you talking about? She goes, you're in here for diarrhea, right? I was like, "No, I'm not in here for diarrhea." She goes, "You're Matt. You're Matthew Southard, right? Matthew Cole Southard." I said, "That's me." She looks back at her clipboard. She goes, "Yeah, diarrhea." I said, "No, I don't have diarrhea." I said, "I can't breathe." Hang on one second. So she walks out. Pat, 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 pat. You know, heels on the heels on the on the marble floor. Pat, 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 pat. Then she comes in. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The technician put down the wrong symptoms. And I'm like, yeah, shit. I can't breathe. I don't have a leaky butt. I just can't breathe. Okay, okay, we get it. we get it. So she takes the stethoscope, starts, you know, li- listening to the lungs, you know, kind of poking around on my ribs. And I told her what happened. She goes, what happened? And I said, well, I, I play in this basketball league, but, you know, I didn't really feel anything. But, you know, a day later, two days later, I'm rolling around on a foam roller, and you know, I, I get up, and it's all jacked up. Right? I said I went to a chiropractor, that didn't work, so now I'm here to get a chest X-ray. She said, "Okay, we'll get we'll, we'll get you an X-ray." I said, "Perfect." So she leaves. The same technician comes in. She goes, "Ha ha ha! Did you?" Did you, did you find out what I, did you hear what I did? And I was like, yeah, I did. I did hear that. Let's, um, where are we going? Are we going to this room, this room? She goes, oh yeah, we're, we're going over here. I said, okay, cool. So we get in there and she's like, all right, uh, do you have any jewelry? I said, yeah, I got a, I got a necklace here. She's like, I need you to take that off. I'm like, all right, cool protocol. She's going through it, checking it off, you know, on her little checkboard. Cool. She gives me the little, um, uh, thing to put around the, the, uh, the genitalia, you know, to keep, keep the radiation away from the the family jewels, which I I, I much appreciated. So I was like, all right, you know, the girl made a mistake, whatever it's called. It's all good. You know, we're, we're off and running, you know, I mean, we're going to get this thing looked at. Hopefully they say no, everything's good. You're good. I'm out. So take the necklace off, put this little thing on my waist, take my shirt off. She's looking and, uh, you know, takes the picture front and back. And then she goes, All right, we're gonna send these off, go back to the room. Doctor should be in, in about fifteen minutes. I said, Perfect. So she's like then she comes in, she goes, Hey, actually, I'm gonna take your blood pressure and all this. And my blood pressure was high. I think maybe because I was stressed out and a little bit nervous, but um I guess um I guess I'm like tier one hypertension. Twenty nine years old. What the hell's that about? So I got that going for me. And then um About 15 minutes later, the doctor walks in, you know, the the lady that was putting me at ease, the, the, the little, little, uh, Hispanic woman, super nice. She says, Hey, good news. Everything looks good. Really? Hell yeah. Let's go. She said, yeah, your, your ribs don't have any fractures. Your lungs look healthy. Everything's good. And I was like, but why, you know, I'm just thinking in my head, why am I, why am I short of breath? You know, what, what's going on? And, uh, I said, "Hey, do you mind?" Because you know, I, I'm a I'm a, uh, I'm a web MD Google doctor now. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there in that 15 minutes. I put that 15 minutes to work. I started looking up X rays of collapsed lungs. I, I'm pretty much a PhD Southard expert right now. And I just said, "Hey, you mind if I take a look at those?" And she said, "Yeah, come on over." So she shows me the X rays, and with my uh, expert opinion, I, I, I diagnosed it and uh, looked at it. And I asked the doctor, I said, hey, or I guess they're doctors at these things. I don't know. doesn't, I don't know. But I asked her, I said, can you, where are my lungs here? And so she shows me the lungs, you know, here's your, you know, the rib cage. Here's your lung on the left. Here's your lung on the right. And here's your heart. And uh, I'm making jokes. I'm like, that's a big heart, isn't it? And she's like, oh, no, it's not that big. I said, what? I don't have a big heart. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You got, you got, you got the biggest heart. I said, that's what I thought so like we're cutting up we're having a good time and I said hey look you don't think there's a possibility of me having a collapsed lung do you and she goes oh no not at all she's like why do you ask And I said well I said because this happened to my sister uh, about 10 or 15 years ago and I just don't want that to get overlooked and she said from what I'm seeing you're fine she said but if you want me to wait for the radiologist to send back his report we'll go ahead and do that you can just hang out over here I said okay cool About 30 seconds go by. She goes, oh, here's the report. She pulls up this report. That damn technician. Listen to this. The report says, first of all, this is in an email. First of all, you mislabeled the left and the right lung. Second of all, the patient has a major nemothorax in his right lung. And needs to seek immediate well, immediate care. So they thought I had diarrhea. Well, first of all, they, from what I think, didn't think I could pay for it. Thought I had diarrhea. Uh, mislabeled my left and right r- lung. Didn't think I had a collapsed lung. And it took me to go, hey, I want to, you know, let's wait and see what the radiologist says. Dude, the freaking doctor was like, oh my God, how did I miss this? How did I miss this? And I was just like, dude, get me out of here. What's my next steps? What's my next steps? And she said, you need to go to the emergency room, like right now. And that's where I got a little bit scared. That's where I got a little bit scared. I was like, whoa, ER, like what? Like, I'm fine. I've been living with this for four days. I don't need no ER. And she said, no, you need to go. Like, I'll call ahead. I'll call ahead. And so I found out what insurance I actually have. I called my boss and uh you know i started this new job so like i my insurance literally just kicked in like 30 seconds ago and she she's like hey you know here you know type this in set your stuff up here's here's where you can go super helpful about it all and uh so i I, you know i chose this this hospital and uh lo and behold it was the same hospital that this lady at the this doctor doctor at the urgent care um called ahead to okay just right up the road but literally about half a mile up the road and here's where I got scared was when I walked in checked in I told this guy at the check-in he's like here take your temperature you don't need a mask but like take your temperature and all this I said I need to I need to see the emergency room am I in the right spot he said yep go to this window right over here so he turns me around in this lobby and I just said, walk straight and I said okay so I see this lobby and the guy checking everybody in literally before i can even get up to the freaking window he said are you matt southard i said yeah he said sign this you're coming with us we got a we got a room waiting for you and that's when i got scared that's when I, i grabbed i grabbed my girlfriend sarah's hand i've no shame. Started kind of tearing up a little bit because I was like, "Damn, how serious is this? How serious is like the fact that there's five or six people in the waiting room right now, and I just bypassed all of them, and they've got shit ready for me to walk into?" So I got a lot, I got a little scared there, but um, no. Other than that, it, it was a great. Once I got in, once I got into the hospital, it was a great great experience. Um, hooked me up on some some meds, you know, gave me the uh, the pain the anxiety and the nausea medicine right off the bat. I was feeling like a champ, you know, I was chatting it up with everybody. I was chatting it up with these nurses. My girlfriend literally is just like rolling her eyes, you know, cause I'm, I'm telling corny dad jokes left and right. Trying to keep good spirits about this, you know, cause I know this is like, I'm about to get cut open here. And, uh, this ER surgeon walks in. He's like, Hey man, I'm going to put this tube in your chest. And, um, you know, this, that, and the other. And so literally he like sets up like this blue curtain, little small blue curtain to to do all this. And I'm feeling so good on this med. Like I don't feel anything, right? I don't feel anything. And I'm like looking over the blue curtain, looking at the tube that he's putting in. And it's, it's about the size of a, uh, no shit. It's about the size of an iPhone cord uh, charger. It's about that big, not that big at all. And so I'm like, I'm like, Hey, like just curious. Like how far are you going to, how far are you going to throw that in there? And so he's like, Hey, that you know, that, that's funny that you're curious about it, and that you're looking over the blue curtain. I said, Yeah, man, I'm just just I can't feel anything. Just tell me I just wanna know. And so we have a good time about that. And um, go for a couple days, their uh little experiment didn't work, so then they had to put me in surgery and surgery went well. Surgery went well, and uh I come out and my anesthesiologist was awesome. Super cool lady. She was uh, giving me good uh, recommendations to vacation in Rome. Didn't think I'd remember. And I woke up and I said, where is, I'm not going to disclose her. Uh oh, what was her name? I, don't know, I think it was Linda. I'm like, where's Linda? I got to figure out where I'm going to go for vacation. So she was actually surprised that I remembered it after going under. And she came up with, with the, uh, the contact info, and, you know, it's a brother that runs the vacation rentals over there in Rome. It was actually pretty cool, but, uh, you know, other than that, it was good. I will say this. Um So, I had this chest tube, and then it was about the size. I'm trying to think. I don't want to say, like, a broom handle, but it was slightly smaller than a broom handle. And it was probably 12. It, eh, it was longer than that. I would say close to close to eighteen inches long and it's a and it's a broom handle in in my chest, so anytime I would move around, it hurt man, it hurt, and that thing I swear man, just rearranged my chromosomes while I was in there, Holy shit. I was like, Whoa dude, this thing's like tickling the my freaking brain stem. Because yeah, it was down at the bottom of my chest, but it would go up. It went up like up to the top of my lung, man. I felt like that thing was just saying, you know, to my brainstem. So, last day when I was there, the um, surgeon's assistant, I guess, or his her, I had a lady surgeon, I had another guy who wasn't the surgeon, but I guess it was like her. Uh, I don't know. The Robin to her Batman, I guess. He comes in there. I, you know, I didn't really care for him too much, to be honest. But he just said, hey, uh, we're going to pull this out. And we're going to send you home in about 30 minutes. And I said, hell yeah, get me out of here, dude. Because, I, I, dude, hospitals, I freaking I just don't like them, man. I don't like them, dude. Just people, especially when you're, like, in the ER wing, man. Just People having hard you know, they're having a hard time, man. And I was having a hard time, but, you know, I, I just for some reason I just thought I just knew I was gonna be okay, you know. Um, you know, I'm young, I'm I'm relatively healthy other than this thing, you know. So I just was like, you know, I'll be I'll be all right. But I could just tell, man, there were some people in there that were hurting and they were in bad shape and looking, you know closer on the other side than this side. You know, it's just, it's just weird. It's just, I just, uh, it's unsettling for me to be in, in some around that type of shit, you know, especially when I'm in the room next, like in the right next door to them, you know, it's just crazy. (laughs) But yeah, so this guy was like, Hey, we're going to pull this thing out. And I said, hell yeah, man, let's go. I'm ready to get out of here. I got to get back to work, you know? And uh, he's like, all right, so I want you to lay on your left side. You know, remind you my right lung is the one that's jacked up, right? So, I got this tube the size of a broom handle in my right, in between my ribs. It's not a broom handle. It's just slightly smaller than that. I'm trying to think what it would be. I would say, like, uh, how about this? If you went to CVS and you got, like, one of those two-pack of toothbrushes, it would be the, the size of one of those, the handle right it'd be about that big maybe a little bit bigger but it's a good size this thing is in between my ribs up through the bottom of my rib cage or about the mid to the rib cage up to the top of like my clavicle area so he says roll on your left side take a deep breath let it out slowly i'm like oh shit okay so I roll over, and this guy just pulls this thing out like he's starting a fucking lawnmower, just, and I go, and he goes, you all right? And I was like, shit, you tell me, man, you're the one who just pulled this thing out, and I, that's what I was thinking, and I was like, uh, it, yeah, yeah, he goes, all right, well, no need to stitch you up, everything just shut on its own. And um yeah, the nurse will be in here in about fifteen minutes, you'll be out of here. I was just like, damn, dude. That was kind of brash. I was a little abrasive. And uh yeah, about twenty minutes later I walked out of that son of a bitch. So that was my experience. Uh it was great. I mean, not great. Obviously it hurt like a it hurt like hell. But um, you know, it got me thinking he just got me thinking you know like with this whole lung thing like what what's gonna happen you know it's like like i said used to as i was, a, I was a pretty active guy you know i just feel like i, I kind of took that that lifestyle for granted maybe you know with like having this lung turn into a whoopee cushion i just you know what am i going to be able to do now am i gonna be able to do things you know it just kind of makes you think like what am i gonna be able to do am i going to be able to go climb mount everest because of the elevation and shit not that i would but it'd be nice to know that i could if i wanted to you know like how many like how many plane flights is this lung good for you know Like, I know it's pressurized cab cabins and everything, but it's like, do I get like 10 flights the rest of my life and then I got to go do this again? It just kind of makes you think, you know, like, dang, what what are the repercussions of this? So, I don't know. I did uh, this past weekend, today's Monday, this past weekend, I went up to uh, Oklahoma to be with some family had a family event and got to do uh, some, some cool things with some family members, uh, my mom and dad and my sister and her family. And I had a thought, I had a thought about this cause on the way up um, we're driving, you know, from Austin up to up to Oklahoma and we stopped at a Chick-fil-A and I was just thinking, you know what? I'm, I don't know, after this surgery, you know, I just start kind of like taking inventory of things that I like, you know, things that I'm thankful for. And I just went through Chick-fil-A, and I I just love that experience. You know, they got people out there greeting you. I'm not talking to a loudspeaker. You know, they're young. They're young people. They know how to operate the technology that they're using you know what i mean they're fast thinking people you know i don't have some some lady that didn't plan for retirement and you know she's way behind on technology and she doesn't know how to work the register type of shit you know you got some young young person out there full of energy and they normally have like two lines so that makes it go faster but one thing that i that i was just you know what i got my food and i just took off you know, we just drove away. There wasn't any of this. Do I have to make sure that they held the tomato? No, not with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, dude, you tell them one thing, it's going to be done. You don't have to check it. You don't have to double check their work. And I just find that awesome, you know, that industry you know dude you drive through a burger king you got to make sure that they even cook the meat all the way through in the patty you know what i mean you don't have to worry about that chick-fil-a and in and out same same thing dude i don't i never have to worry about those two dude but you go through taco bell you might have something some fucking i don't know somebody's fucking wedding ring could end up in your bean burrito you know what I'm saying, dude? I remember growing up, there was there was a uh, a finger found in a Wendy's chili. Let's talk about that. That's just not happening at Chick Fil A, dude. No, it is not. But all right, well, I kept you, kept you guys here long enough. I appreciate you listening. Just wanted to um, yeah share some stories. That's what happened. That's what's happened in my world. So um, hope you guys are doing well. And I hope um, you guys had a great Memorial Day. I know I did. Not in a hospital, but, um, you know, thank you to all those who have served. Actually, by the way, um, I think yesterday was my, or maybe today, my brother-in-law's last day of uh, service in the uh, Army National Guard. So I want to give a shout-out to him, Josh we love you man and um thank you for your service i think he was in there for like 12 years so uh yeah i hope everybody had a good memorial day i hope everybody's looking forward to uh 4th of july coming up here in less than a month and uh I hope everybody stays safe and um you know just just um look around look around and, and just Uh, Take inventory of of what you guys are are thankful for. Because I know one thing. When I got out of of the hospital, I was in there for a week. And, uh, man, hot showers. I have a whole new appreciation for it, brother. Hot showers and uh, getting up to use the bathroom to pee. I'll leave it at that. Maybe with a little Faith Hill. Ironically enough, breathe. All right. Catch you on the next one. Don't be late.